Welcome to the GNM Baseball Show, where we tell you what you want to know. Ooh, yeah! Hey, I'm G. And I'm M. And we're here to give you an analysis of the free agent signings and the trades that have happened and that we think could happen in the future. So, M, the first trade we'll go over is the Mariners trade Mike Zunino, the Willermo Heredia, and Michael Plasmeyer to the Rays for Malik bad Smith trade. and Jake Fraley. You think it was a bad trade? Yeah. For who? For the Rays. So, the, so it was a bad trade for the Rays? Yes. I'm assuming this is because of Malik Smith and not because of Jake Fraley, whoever, whom I've never heard of. I've heard of them. Well, I, I haven't heard of him, okay? Because the Rays aren't my favorite team. So, I haven't heard of Jake Fraley. At least not until the Rays traded him to the Mar Mariners. So, I'm assuming that you don't think the Rays should have traded Malik Smith. They shouldn't have. Okay. Well, I think it was a good trade for the Rays. Because they got Mike Zunino, who will hit, who usually pretty much can be counted on to hit 20 home runs a year and hit 200. And then you have Malik Smith. Who hit 295. Who hit 295 with 40 stolen bases, which is better than 20 home runs with a 200 batting average. But that's the first time he's done it. And his, the rest of his seasons, he's basically been a fourth outfielder. So I don't know if he is going to repeat. So... You think that it was a good trade for the Mariners, and I think it was a good trade for the race. Yes. Okay. Trade number two. Um, actually, this is a signing. <laughs> but the Braves signed Brian McCann to a one-year... Bad deal. A one... <laughs> no. The... Okay, a one-year, two-million deal. A you think it's bad. Deal. Why? He just can't be relied on as a reliable catcher, if you will. Okay. So you don't think... So you, you think he's going to hit 150 with 10 home runs? Yeah, sure. About well enough. Okay. Which is better than I could do. So <laughs> I can't say he's bad, but... Yeah. Under average. <laughs> so... Actually, I, th I think this is a good move for the Braves, and we disagree again. Because at $2 million, well, I don't think anybody to for, for $2 million is really a bad deal. You could sign the worst player in history to a one-year $2 million deal, and I'd say, yeah, great. Okay, deal. Because, well, $2 million isn't a lot. And I think... That McCann, if he can rebound and stay healthy, will hit 15 to 20 home runs for the Braves. And for $2 million, that's not too bad. I see your point there. But you don't think it's a good one? No. I never can satisfy you. Uh, I'm hungry like that. Next signing. 
the Braves signed Josh Donaldson to a one-year, $23 million deal. I think this is a good deal, too. Because Josh Donaldson is, well, he kind of re- he replaces Johan Camargo. But this will give the Braves Johan Cam- Camargo as a super utility man. And also, I the Braves are the Braves are banking on Donaldson giving him forty one home runs and one twenty three OBIs and a two ninety seven batting average and one hundred and twenty two runs. <laughs> you know all the stats, don't you? Oh yeah. Well, sure for twenty fifteen, for, for twenty fifteen, Donaldson. <laughs> so we both think this is a good deal, and twenty three million kind of seems a lot to me, but. I mean, of course it's a lot to me, because, well, I'm probably not going to make more than 50000 when I grow up. So $23 million, I'm going to make 150000 because I'm going to be like an Archean something. <laughs> whatever you call Archaeologist? That. No, no, whatever you call that guy who like, tells insurance companies. Oh, I have no clue what, what that is. It sounds easy to me, and, de- and Dad says they make like $150,000 a year. So oh, okay. Well, still, one hundred fifty thousand dollars isn't isn't twenty three billion. billion. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a lot of money, but, and if you're gonna make fifty thousand, then <laughs> <laughs> I said that's probably what I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make three times as much as you. Maybe I'll invite you over to my castle to have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> castle, yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, Braves will be banking on Donaldson having a another having another great year. Having an MVP year. 41, 123, 297. <laughs> yeah. And for an MVP year, 23 million. 184 hits, of course. Yeah. 23 million isn't that much. So, next move. This one's a trade. The Yankees trade Justice Sheffield, Eric Swanson, and Dom for James Paxton. Good for the Mariners. You think the Mariners won? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the Mariners won as well. Because they got Justice Sheffield, a pitcher whom I love personally. Well, I don't really know much about him, but I but I know... You know he's good. I, I, he, he's yes, one of my, just say it. You know he's good. I know good. he's good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you like this. And I also know Dom, Dom Thompson-Williams had a 2020 season in the minors. 22 home runs and 20 stolen bases. And a 299 batting average. Yes. So, and for Paxton, well, Paxton's a great pitcher when he's on. I mean, I mean when he's not injured, when he's on the field. I mean, he threw a no-hitter and, and, had, a, and had a separate 16-strikeout performance this past year. But, I mean, he's just been injured all the time. And do you think this is a sign of bald eagle once... No, just an eagle. It might have been a bald eagle. An eagle once flew down and landed on his shoulder before he was taking a start against the Tigers, I believe. Was that his no-hitter? Or his 16-strikeout game? I'm pretty sure he had a really... I'm pretty sure he had one of those games after the eagle landed on him. Yeah, I think it was the 16-strikeout one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think so. It landed on his shoulder. Yeah. We're not sure about that one. But yeah, I. We know an eagle landed on his shoulder. Yes. We don't know what game. 
Yeah. So we both think that the Mariners won that trade. Yes. Because they got Don Thompson Williams. Whoever he is. <laughs> I have heard of him. I, I like I guy I like guys who have twenty twenty seasons. I like guys who have forty forty seasons. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, I'm, I think Alex I'm Rodriguez and me. Jose Canesco. I'm stricter than Alex. <laughs> a lot stricter. I don't like guys most of them. 40-40. But I don't like Alex Rodriguez. So you don't... So, well, I don't think a race player has ever gone 40-40. Okay. I'll settle for... Oh, Max. Oh, you have to settle for 10-40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so next, next move, the Red Sox signed Steve Pierce to a one-year, six point two five million dollar deal. Um, I know what you're gonna say because you philosophy is like always saying yes. The worst. My philosophy, my baseball philosophy is for a World Series team. Then my number one rule, the number one rule, is if your World Series MVP is a free agent, you don't let him go to another team. You always resign him, and you, you, you. If if he goes to another team, you are sunk, and you're last last place in the division the next year. But what if you're not? Well, okay, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but <laughs> a lot, I'd say. Okay, maybe they're not guaranteed a last place finish. What if Larry Garcia was the World Series MVP? Huh? He's better. Well, I mean, what if Jose Abreu did? He he doesn't carry the White Sox. Yeah. And I mean, if Christian Vazquez on the Red Sox was the World Series MVP, then... Well, he's not a free agent. <laughs> well, I mean, when he does become a free agent. I mean, it's not like the team is getting uh, sunk. Okay, okay. But still, I, w- I love it when teams re-sign their World Series MVPs. Because it's so sad when a team wins World Series back-to-back without their World Series MVP with them in the second round. I've never seen that happen because World Series... never been a free agent. Because World Series haven't been won back-to-back in my lifetime. So. (laughs) But it would be be a horrible tragedy if a team was repeat champions and their World Series MVP wasn't with them. So this is a terrific deal for the Red Sox. Is it? Yes. What do you think? I think it is. Okay. But if remember if they would like Bryce Harper is only gonna take four hundred and fifty million, what if he was with your World Series MVP? Well and you can No, I, I don't think he's gonna get more than three hundred million. Well he declined three hundred million, so Yeah. So you thought it was a horribly bad deal for the Red Sox? I thought it was good. <laughs> Just well, kidding I mean, you. I'm also kidding about the Terrific deal for the Red Sox just because he was their World Series MVP. But I do think it was a good deal for the Red Sox at $6.25 million to get back their World Series MVP. All right, next move. Pirates signed Lonnie Chisholm to a one-year $2.75 million deal. Good deal. I think this is a good deal, too. I noticed you said that extra fast so I can shove in my good deal. <laughs> well... Because, you know, Lonnie Chisenhall, I mean, he's not great, but he's not horribly bad either. He's he's kind of... In the middle. Yeah, kind of in the mm-hmm. middle. And it, as I said with McCann, $2 million, or in Chisenhall's case, $2.75 million. That's not a lot. 
So I just as you think said before, it's a lot to us. It's a it's a ton to us because we will never make that much money unless we become professional baseball players, which we probably won't. So we both think this is a good deal for the Pirates because they get outfield depth in Lonnie Chisenhall, who also once was a third baseman. That's a fun fact. Indian starting third baseman in 2014. So, we yeah, as I said, we both think it's a good deal for the Pirates. Next move. The Twins claim CJ Karnoff waivers a few days after the Rays designated him for assignment. Good move for the Twins. Okay, why? Because CJ Karnoff hit 30 homos and led them in OBIs with 74, and led them with runs with 68. <laughs> Hang on, I thought Malik Smith was doing all the leading. Nah. <laughs> Joey Wendell and him and CJ Cohen lead everything. Ah. <clears throat> so, you think it was a bad, bad designating by the Rays and a good pickup by the Twins? Well, I see it as a good move on both sides. You don't. I, I, I see no it as a way good move for the Rays because, well, for one thing, Cohen's cost was about to get high, and he was going to start costing the Rays a lot of money, and that would have put a hole in their plan, probably put a hole in their plans to get Andrew Miller and Craig Kimbrell and Adam Adovino and the other guys. (laughs) And this opens it up for them to sign Nelson Cruz maybe on a two-year deal. They're not going to. No one is... No rumors, no hints, no nothing whatsoever. Yeah, well, I, I, I bet you, I bet you they're just gonna do the signing on your birthday to surprise you. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> and maybe they also do a trade with the Cardinals, Kiam Kiam Wong for Jose Martinez. Kiam Wong, and that would be nice. <laughs> yep, brothers get to be on the same team. Kiam Wong is a. Brother of Colton Wong. Yeah, apparently Colton Wong got mad at the Rays for not calling up Kim Wong. Well, I, I heard that Kim Wong was actually pretty good, but... Yeah, they said that the Rays were a bad team, not giving anyone any chances. Yeah. So... And I think it was also a good move for the Twins because they needed a designated hitter, first baseman. Designated hitter slash first baseman. So... You think it was a great move for the Twins and a horrible move for the Rays. Oh, definitely. And I think it was a good move for the Rays and a good move for the Twins. And you're looking mad at me right now. (laughs) But doesn't matter. Next move. The Nationals signed Kurt Suzuki to a two-year, $10 million deal. Good move or bad move? Good move. Okay, why is it a good move? Because Kurt Suzuki is a good catcher. Okay. Interesting reason. <laughs> is he an all-star? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, do you? <laughs> um, actually, I think he was an all-star back in 2014. You think? <laughs> actually, that might have been Giovanni Soto. 
And I think it was Kurt Suzuki. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think this is a good move for the Nats because they upgraded the catcher position, which they really needed help at after Matt Weir's just was bad at the position. He's a switch hitter. They're putting a switch hitter on the bench. Switching the catcher on the bench. He was a free agent, I think. And it's always a good idea to have a switch hitting catcher on the bench. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a switch hitting catcher on the lineup, but I'm saying it is awesome to have a switch hitting catcher on the bench. Reason, please, sir. Because it's awesome to have switch hitting people off the bench. I would love to on my fantasy baseball team. Well, you you don't really you don't really have matchups in fantasy baseball team. But if, but if I was a manager, I would love to have my whole bench switch hitters, switch hitting catcher, and a switch hitting first baseman, and a switch hitting infielder who and could a switch hitting super utility man like Ben Zobrist. Yeah, and a super, and a, um, switch hitting outfielder. Is my Ben all Ben Zobrist? Uh, who's a switch hitting first baseman? Uh, I don't know many switch hitting Oh, wait, CJ Crone is a switch hitting no, first baseman. No, he's not. He is not. I just remember you. He is not a switch hitting first baseman. So, we both think this is a good deal for the Nationals. Signing Kurt Suzuki. Next deal. The Nationals trade Jeffrey Rodriguez, Daniel Johnson, and a player to be named later to the Indians for Yang Gomes. Do you think... Well, who do you think won the trade? Wait, but who traded Dan Johnson? The Nationals traded Daniel Johnson to the okay, Indians. Okay, Indians won the trade. Why? Because um, Dan Johnson is like the... You're talking about Daniel... You're talking about Dan Johnson, who was on the race. You hit that big homer for them. Oh, well then, Jeffrey Rodriguez, he sounds cool. I've never heard of him, so he can't be that cool. Well, both of them sound cool, and Yang Gomes just didn't great. He was an all-star. I mean, Jeffrey Rodriguez, it's got an awesome ring to it. <sighs> By the way, how do you do that? It's pretty easy. <laughs> we'll talk about that some other time. So, do you think it's a great trade for the Indians? Oh, yeah. Now, oh wait, the player to be named later. I, I think it's a good deal for the Nationals because they get more backup on the plate, unless the player to be named later is someone like Max Scherzer or Bryce Harper. Oh wait, Bryce Harper's <laughs> in free agency. Ah, you silly me. really need to brush up on you. <laughs> hey, I re- I was the one who recalled he was in a free agency, right? Okay. Yeah, like everyone in the world knows that he is a Well, okay. So. The Nats won the trade because because I've never heard of Jeffrey Rodriguez, and I've never heard of Daniel Johnson, and I'm sure I've never heard of this player to be named later. Unless he's Max Scherzer. He won't be Max Scherzer. <laughs> because I have a hunch. and No, I have a hunch hunch. And when I have <laughs> hunch hunches, they're usually correct. <laughs> like lunch lunches. I don't eat lunch lunches. And I don't have lunch lunches. So, <laughs> you eat hunch hunches? I, I do not eat hunch hunches, and you're getting me all mixed up. <laughs> well, blame me, it is fun. Uh, you can't blame me for starting it. Okay, so Nats definitely won the trade. Okay. You agree with me. 
See? Oh, wait, no. <laughs> okay. He thinks Indian is definitely going to win the trade. I think yeah. Nats definitely win the trade, unless the player didn't mean later was Max Scherzer. Or Anthony Rendell. Or Anthony Rendell. Or Charles okay. Rendell. Next move. The Twins signed Jonathan Scope to a one-year, $7.5 million deal. And you think it was a good deal? Yes. Why? Scope is good. Three words. Yeah, I think that is. Well, he... he, he uh, he, he, he only hit 21 home runs with a 233 batting average. And then the year before that, he hit 32-1. Oh, five. And three-something. No, uh, it wasn't three-something. It was 290-something. Still good. I have his card. It was 293, I think. Oh. But I do think it was a good deal. So I've just been leading you on, making you think that I thought it was a bad deal. You are not leaving me for a minute. You are brilliant me. Oh, brother. So, we both think this is a good deal. And I think it's a good deal because, some, well, to me, $7.5 million is, well, millions of dollars. <laughs> $7.5 million, to be precise. Yes. $7.5 million. Yeah, that's a lot of money to me. And, and they're like, what? Only seven point five million? How, how, how many? How many bags of M and M's could I buy with seven point five million dollars? Who's the best baseball playing superhero? Who? Batman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we think it was a good deal to sign Scope, and well, as I said. You could get the 32 Homer 105 RBI version of Scope. And it's taking a gamble on one year and 7.5 million. Not that much. So next one, next tra- next deal, Mariners trade Alex Colomb to the White Sox for Omer Navarez. And I think this is a good deal for the Mariners. No, no, good deal White for the White Sox. Sox. Yeah, because they're getting a good reliever in Alex Colomb. I was trying to puzzle that out. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> for Omer Navarez. Omar Navarez, let's see, went on to the Mariners. Um, <laughs> and then, like, okay, so how is that good? Yeah, okay. But I think, yeah. So you think it was a good trade for the Mariners, too? Yes. No, no. He <laughs> almost gotcha. <laughs> so you, so we both think it's a good a trade for the White Sox. A ton of feathers. What is with you and your jokes? Just the answer, please. A ton of bricks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, no. The same? Yes. Okay. Next trade. The Mariners trade Edwin Diaz, Robinson Cano, and Cash oh, to the Mets. Definitely Mets. For Jay Bruce, Anthony Swarzik, and the, and prospects Jared Kalenic, Justin Dunn, and Gerson Bautista. Well, whoever um, this Swarzik guy is, I don't know who he is. And this I think he's pretty good. And this dumb guy. And actually, Jared Kalenic and Justin Dunn are top prospects. Okay, I haven't heard of Justin Dunn. Dunn. And I think it was a good deal for the Mets, mainly because Edwin Diaz was in the trade. (laughs) And he is just like one of the most awesome. Well, he won the Trevor Hoffman Award. So we both think it was a win for the Mets. Now, do you think it was a whopping win for the Mets? Why on earth did the Mariners ever win the trade? I mean, <laughs> why on earth would the Mariners ever do that trade? 
or is it? Well, I I I can see why the marriage did that trick. That's a toughie. I can see why the marriage. <laughs> yeah, I can too. I mean, they're getting Jay Bruce, who's a slugger. <laughs> Anthony Swarzak, a reliever. Swarzak. I've heard that name somewhere. Oh, it's like Uncle Wiggly's tail. <laughs> the squirt, the squeeze. Skeezix. Skeezix, yeah. <laughs> All right, and and they're getting two top prospects from back from the Mets. And the guy with and the guy with the same last name is Jose Bautista. So we both think the Mets win that trade, though. All right, next, the Nationals signed Patrick Corbin. Oh, to a six-year, one forty million dollar deal. And you think it was a good deal? Why? Because Patrick Corbin is like good, and he was like fifth. He finished fifth in the National League Cy Young Award voting. But I'd hardly think he got any votes for Cy Young, did he? Um, I, I don't know. I, didn't really I mean, Jacob Ebron got one vote for MVP. Did he? For first place. For first place? I believe so. Over Christian Yellick? Wow. It might have just been as an MV- as first, second, or third. As a third place. Alright, well. But. So on the Corbin. Do you, you think it was a good signing because Corbin's a great pitcher? Yeah. But what but what about well, he's like twenty nine. So do you think he'll still be number five in signing or voting at thirty five? Which is when this deal will conclude. No, but I think in the long run he will show some value. Okay. And it does give the Nationals a rotation of Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, Roark, and somebody else. Fed, I think. Alright, so we both well, I, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm not sure one forty million was great on the Nationals part, but I can see why they did it and I give them winning the and I give them a good deal by a small margin. So we both think the Nats won that signing. Alright, next. The Red Sox signed Eovaldi to a four year sixty seven point five million dollar deal. Good deal. I think it was a good deal too. And Looks to me like the Red Sox are just trying to rebuild their championship team. Yeah, they've signed two out of three. I two think out of they're four. Because be- Joe Kelly, too. Oh, I thought he stayed there. No, he was a free agent, too. But they've oh. re-signed Pierce and... You said two out of three this morning. Yeah, but that was this morning. I don't remember Joe Kelly. But they re-signed Eoldi and Pierce. Do you think they're going to re-sign Kimberl and Kelly? Yes. Yeah, let's get the championship band back together. No! <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like the Red Sox. So we think this was, a, this was a good deal for the Red Sox. All right, next. The Phillies trade J.P. Crawford and Carlos Santana to the Mariners for Gene Segura, Juan Nicasio, and James Pazos. Who do you think won the deal? Phillies. Phillies. Why? Because Gene Segura is, like, supposed to be good. <laughs> yeah, I think this is a good deal for the Phillies, too. I mean, they got Gene Segura. 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 Well, I, I think it's Segura, but I'll go with Segura to please you. Yeah, you should always please the great <laughs> For a shortstop, Gene Segura, who fills their shortstop hole. Well, they did have J.P. Crawford, but they put him in the deal. And the Mariners get J.P. Crawford, a former top prospect, and... Well, 
I, I just don't think Crawford and Santana are enough for Segura and two relievers. Yeah, they were really good prospects until they, like, broke in in the top prospects anymore. Yeah, you mean Crawford, JP? And Scott came in. Uh, all right, so we both think that the Phillies won that deal, and just JP Crawford and Santana just aren't enough return for Segura and two solid relievers. All right, and next, the Arizona Diamondbacks, my favorite team. Trade Paul Goldschmidt to the Cardinals for Luke Weaver, Carson Kelly, Andy Young, and a draft pick. And you think the Cardinals won the trade? I also think so. Because they get Paul Goldschmidt. Your hero. My I don't really care about hero. heroes right now. I just... <laughs> well, Arizona got Weaver and Kelly and a draft pick and Andy Young back. Some good young talent. You in particular, I think, like Luke Weaver. Oh, yeah, he's good. And Carson Kelly, I think, is pretty good, too. Carson? Carson. He, he was going to be Yeti or Molina's heir. But then they... But oh, then they, catcher? Yeah, but then they traded him to Arizona for Goldschmidt. So we both think that the Cardinals won that trade. And, tiny margin. Eh. Yes. Well, seeing as Goldie only had one year, one year left on his contract, I, yeah, kind of say by a tiny margin. Although, if they sign him to an extension, then... It counts as a pretty bad deal for Arizona. All right. So now that's it for the trades and free agent signings. And we will get on to our hypothetical trades that we think could happen. All right. I will do my hypothetical trades first. Although. You get to go first. Because I'm older. Although, although it's, it's just come to my attention that. Hypothetical is pronounced hypothetical. So I will now, from now on, <laughs> pronounce it hypothetical. I told him that. No, you didn't. Yeah. I just learned it. <laughs> so, so alright, here yeah, we go. That With the hypothetical reason. traits. Here are my top five. Number five. The Rockies send Nolan Arenado and Brian Shaw to the Indians for Corey Kluber. Now, I think this makes sense because the Indians are trying to dump sh- dump salary. And because Corey Kluber would love to go to Coors Field. <laughs> well, I think Brian Shaw, for one, would love to get out of Coors Field. Well, I mean, but that's not fair. Cl- I- and get back to his Kluber. former. But Corey Kluber, he is... He would yeah, be yeah. worth it because they know he's not going to be an ace. Yeah, but what, what, but what if he feels really competitive to Kyle Freeman and he says... He, Kyle Freeland says to Kluber, hey, well, uh, I was a, I was number four in the Cy Young voting because I, well, I, I, and I pitch in Coors Field. Now, if you're scared to come pitch in Coors Field, I guess that just makes me a better pitcher than you. Kluber says, oh, hang on, turn me to the Rockies. And then Kluber goes all. 094 ERA and 222 innings <laughs> with 320 strikeouts and oh, and he wins 30 games. <laughs> and Kyle Freeland's like, whoa, you're the better pitcher. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's that. And I think Brian Shaw would love to get out of the course field and back to. But as you know, I am am a better pitcher than you, G. <laughs> okay, so yeah, and the Indians are trying to dump salary with the moves, so 
I think it makes sense to trade our Corey Kluber, who's making $17 million next year, and then he has two team options. For Nolan Arenado, who's making $14.75 million. And has zero team options. Yeah. Okay, so number four. Again, Corey Kluber of the Indians goes to the Padres for Fernando Tatis Jr., 19-year-old prospect phenom, and Kirby Yates. Yates went 5-3 and three with 90 strikeouts and 63 innings pitched with 12 saves and a 214 ERA. Now, he would help bolster up the Indians' bullpen because they've been wanting help there. While the Indians also get top prospect Fernando Tatis Jr., and they also dump salary in Corey Kluber. Deal number three. The New York Yankees trade John Carlos Stanton in cash across town to the New York Mets for Noah Syndergaard. Are you sure it's across town? Well, I don't know if it's across town, but they both play in New York, right? Mm-hmm. So it's got to be across town. And I think the Mets, if they're going to try and contend, really need a big middle-of-the-order hitter. And they have said they, they're not going to trade Syndergaard, but the Yankees would love another starter. Would love another starter. And Stanton might like to get back into his old division. Yeah. And I think, it, and I think, well, I mean, if I were a manager, I'd want Stanton. I don't know about Brody Van Winnigan, but if I were a manager, I would want John Carlos Stanton. Of course, the trade door thing never just so smoke. No manager is ever going to. I know that's not true, but it seems that way. Well, I mean, there, there, there are trades that could work, but the managers, well, the managers see things in them that we don't. I mean, maybe Kirby Yates has an injury history that I overlooked, and that's why that trade would fall through and all that. And also the Padres have said they don't want to trade Tavis Jr. Now, we think these are good deals, but maybe the managers don't see the way we do. All right, deal number two. Corey Kluber goes to the Philadelphia Phillies for Sixto Sanchez and Odubel Herrera. I Well, this would also help dump salary for the Indians, and you'd get a great Phillies prospect who has tremendous control and gets in the hundreds. Sixto six Sanchez? Sixto Sanchez. And you're also getting outfield call him sick. Or six... Or sixty, or sicko. <laughs> nah, but the Indians would get help. the The Indians would get in exchange another rotation member, another potential rotation member. Um, Kluber would be a great fit. Would be a great ad for the Phillies to help them to help them contend. Kluber and Nola at the top of the order wouldn't that be kind of cool? Well. And the Indians would also get Odubel Herrera in the outfield. And trade number one, the Indians trade Kluber. Yes, another Kluber trade. Wait, is this? Are you going down by like five, and then one the wildest best? Like, no, they're not necessarily in order. But this one is the wildest best one. So the Indians trade Corey Kluber for. I feel like I need a drum roll or something, so I'll just do it. <laughs> for Victor Robles and Adam Eaton. To the New York Nats. What? So the Indians get two you said options the in the outfield. I mean, Washington, D.C. Nats. Pardon me. 
that is wild and crazy. I for, I can't see that going. For Robles and the e- Robles and Eaton help the Indians in the outfield. And but wouldn't this be so cool if the Nats had a rotation of Scherzer, Kluber, Corbin, Strasburg, right, and Roark? They should give a back for Kluber. I mean, not just Robles. And- well, Robles Robles was a former like prospect. number two or number three prospect. And he's still, like, only 21. Okay, maybe Robles and Juan Soto. Okay. But, that's fine. All right, your turn, Em. Give us some rumors or hypothetical traits. Five. Drum roll, please. Mine is cooler. No, no, not up to the Indians or Brewers. The Indians, you mentioned that. Yeah, they could shift Jose Ramirez over to second and put Kipnis in the outfield because they need because they need an outfielder. They need an outfielder. Or to the Brewers, who have recently lost Mike Moustakis. The free agency. Okay. Four. Interesting. Scooter Jeanette. Go to the Yankees. Okay. Well, they could push. I just have the main bodies of the trade. I don't have the return. I have the, like, there's only, like, one main person. Okay. The Dodgers trade Yasiel Puig. Now, these aren't, like, wild trades like I have, right? These are trades that have been talked about. Some have been talked about. Some I thought up myself. Okay. The Jeanette Yankees, that has been talked about. Yeah. The Dodgers trade Puig. I've read roots that have made it happen, but. Yeah. It's not entirely thought up by myself, but mostly. Okay. Dodgers trade Puig to the Nats, Yankees, or maybe even D-backs. Okay. The D-backs lost A.J. Pollock. Well, it's a center fielder that Arizona really needs. So. Mm. The Nationals, they lost Bryce Harper. He's an outfielder. Yeah. Okay. Of course, now that Corbin has been signed. Yeah. For other potential outfielders, Bryce Harper. I mean, uh-huh. he had, he is the this trade that has I picked out who to trade. Trip so, you, so you have the Dodgers trading Puig to yeah. make room for Bryce. And Harper. then Bryce Harper, like he's gonna sign with the Dodgers. It's been talked about. Okay, and, and that's then what you think? Kluber traded to the the Dodgers getting Kluber. If they don't get oh Harper, no, then please Dodgers don't get Kluber. That'd be Kershaw, Kluber, Boiler, Rich Hill, and. Who cares? I don't know. I'm far away from that. And Alex, one of Alex Wood or Russ Stripling wouldn't even make the rotation. Uh, oh, no. Hyunjin Ryu would be that. Hyunjin Ryu would be that fifth starter. Oh, so that means Wood or and course, Stripling wouldn't make it. Of course, if the Dodgers get Harper, then you don't have to worry about that. Uh, but they would have Harper. Okay. What's your number one? Bumgarner traded, it's not like, as I said, I don't have an order, so that's definitely not number one. That has been talked about a lot. Okay. Two, so you haven't gone to? the Dodgers instead of Cleveland, maybe. Okay. Or the Yankees. I feel like a f- lots of teams can, he used to be an ace, he used to be a Cy Young contender. Okay. But now he's not so good. I think lots of teams could get him. Um, there have been rumors and the Giants are rebuilding, so. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I think it'd actually probably be better for the, um, 
or the Giants to trade him at the deadline because then it'd probably be more desperation and also teams teams headed for the postseason. They would love they would they would perhaps overpay to have Bumgarner pitch for them in the postseason. So is that your five rumors? Yes, that is. Okay. Well that those are our hypothetical trades along with the free agent signings and trades that have happened. So without further ado, we'll see you next time on the GNM Baseball Show.